everyone, and welcome back to another Porsche Cooled podcast. Uh, the podcast where we just chat about Porsches. Doesn't matter if they're a 911, they're a Cayman, they're a Boxster, they're a 928, they're a 944. We're just about Porsche here, and we just like talking about Porsche. Uh, my name is Michael Bath. Uh, this channel is a uh, this podcast, I should say, is an extension of my love of Porsches. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel where I chat about Porsches on that, and I also talk about uh, watches, my love of watches. But <clears throat> this podcast is purely about Porsche and purely about, I guess, my experience uh, owning a 2006 911 um, Carrera and also my thoughts going forward and the things I would like to do and the things I would like to buy, uh, the things that I'm doing to my car, um, for those of you who have been listening to these podcasts, you'll be aware that I, I do have a, a Porsche. It's in Australia. Uh, this podcast I'm doing, I'm recording this podcast in Bahrain, where I'm currently located for uh, my day job, I'll call it. Uh, this, this podcast is a love that I do in my spare time, as is the YouTube channel, as are the Instagrams, etc. Uh, if you want to follow Porsche Cooled, uh, Porsche Cooled is on Instagram. And if you want to follow uh, the podcast, you can follow the podcast uh, through all the main podcast platforms. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, obviously the most important one where I get most of my listeners. It's also on Google. It's also on Spotify. Uh, and it's also on all the, other, uh, all the other podcast platforms as well. If you do a search in Google, Porsche Code will come up on many, many platforms. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a rundown for those of you who haven't heard much about Porsche Cool, or this might be your first episode you're listening to. I try to do these episodes twice a week. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, it, it's sometimes difficult with time, but I am trying to do it twice a week. Uh, so it's Friday here today, and this is the uh, second one for the week. So I was thinking about what do I want to talk about in this podcast, uh, and hopefully in the future, as I said, I, I want to get, um, I want to have guests on the podcast that I can chat to. Uh, there's a few people who I have reached out to. There's a few people I want to reach out to who I want to chat, chat to and, and just talk on the podcast uh, who I think would be really interesting for, uh, for Porsche lovers like me and for you guys that listen. Um, and I just want to say, actually, I've had a lot, of, uh, a lot of kind words coming through Instagram and coming through um, other, other, other means uh, saying they enjoy the podcast. So that's that's good. I'm glad you are. And like I said, it's um, it's still a little bit short. And I did get that comment today. Uh, I normally try to keep them around 20 odd minutes. I know a lot of podcasts are doing 90 minutes. Uh, it's hard to do a 90 minute podcast if you're not uh, talking with someone else or interacting with someone else or, or discussing things with someone else. So once I start having guests on this podcast, then I think we'll find that the podcast will be longer. And I know a lot of you want a, a longer longer format podcast. So that that is coming. Uh, that is something I'm aware of. But thanks for the comment. Uh, the person that gave me that comment and they will, will know who they are. Um, so we'll just start from there. But let's get into today's podcast. Today's podcast, I thought I would give basically, I guess it's an update. I guess it's an update. Today, we're not going to talk about we're going to talk about my Porsche. We're going to talk about my Porsche again, and we're going to talk about the things that I have planned for the 911, for the 2006 Carrera 997 P997, uh, which is the number plate of my car, which if, for those of you who don't know, it is actually P997. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, this is the Porsche Cool Podcast, and let's chat. So where am I with the car? Well, when I left the car in Sydney, when I left it in storage before I came back to the Middle East, um, I had 
I had uh, I had my services done on the car, and some of you know about this already. But I had the major uh, major service done in um, January at Order House Hamilton in Sydney. If you're based in Australia, uh, some of you will know who Order House Hamilton are. If you're not, look them up. They're a really good Porsche de- Porsche dealer, Porsche specialist. Uh, Magnus Walker has sourced cars through them. His turbo that he had, which he bought, a right-hand drive turbo, which was red, and then he uh, spray-painted gold color. That was uh, sourced through Auto House Hamilton, through the guys at Auto House Hamilton. I think they helped him with that. And I know he bought another car from, from them as well, I think, or it was... I think they hooked him up or they sorted it out for him. But anyway, that's Auto House Hamilton. And uh, when I go back to Sydney, there's a couple of things that need to be done on the car. Uh, Well, the main thing is the steering rack. Any of you have had a a 997 or a 996, uh, after a period of time, the steering rack does start to leak. Um, Mine has got a slight leak in it. It's not that bad. It does happen when the car is stored and not driven. The seals dry up the oil starts to leak. Sometimes they rectify themselves when you start driving again. So I was told um, mine was found when I first got to Sydney or pretty much when I first got to Sydney over Christmas. And then I drove it again for a couple of weeks and took it back to Order House Hamilton when I had another little error fixed. And they said, no, it's a leak. It has to be has to be taken out, has to be reconditioned. So that's a job that I have to do when I go back. It's about a week to do it, I think, or four days because I think they send it off to another another specialist, it's reconditioned and then they refit it. So that's one thing, um, that's the main service issue that I have to have done. Everything else in the car is fine, the tires are fine, uh, the brakes are fine. Oh, the brakes are fine for now, but you know, they'll probably need changing within probably a year, but depending on how many miles I do. So that's that's something that will come up. Uh, apart from that, everything else was fixed, nothing else is outstanding, uh, the car is is great. Um, obviously, when I go back to Sydney, because the car is going to be in storage for quite some time, you know, probably the way it's going with uh, COVID-19 and, and isolation and no flights and everything, uh, the trip planned back to Sydney in July is probably not going to happen. So the car could be, uh, you know, sitting dormant for a close to 12 months, actually, 8 to 12 months, which is not good. And if you listen to my last podcast, uh, 997s, 911s in general, they need to be driven. Um, my car has 50 odd thousand kilometers, early 50,000 kilometers, uh, which is not that much. Uh, I want to put more miles on it. I will put more miles on it. I want to do some long drives in it. Uh, I'm not that afraid of getting higher mileage on my car. I think the mileage for a a 2006 car is quite low. Um, so I'm not concerned there, but, um, it does worry me. Like when I go back to Sydney, I, I would say that uh, any car that's been stored for that time, I mean, the tires and everything will be fine. I'm not worried about that. The battery, the car's on a trickle charger, on a C-Tech trickle charger, which is the best uh, trickle charger you can buy. They're also the Porsche branded one, C-Tech. Uh, I don't have the Porsche branded one. I just have the, the basic C-Tech. Uh, there's different ones for different batteries, so you need to check that out. But the C-Tech chargers are really, really good. Um, they're very, very good how they charge the car battery. And I've had no problems with it over the last couple of years of, of traveling and storing my car. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the situation with the car. Um, but the things I want to do, and these are the things I guess that, uh, that I've been thinking about during isolation and during this, this period of the pandemic, when you have a lot of time to think, especially when you're talking to other Porsche enthusiasts, uh, you know, through Instagram and YouTube and, and all those, those mediums where you're chatting with people and people are telling you about what they're doing with their car and their ideas and, and, and stuff like that. So it's, 
it makes you think again and it gets you back into the into the Porsche into the Porsche way of thinking. So where do I start? Let's start on the exterior of the car. Uh, if you follow my Instagram, you would have seen that um, I put up something in the story about the side stripe. Now I have a Porsche side stripe on my car. It's two-tone colored stripe stripe. It's like gray and I don't know, is it, is it gray and black? Is it gray and black? I can't remember what color it is now. I'll have to have, to have a look at the picture. Let's put the picture up. I'll put this, this also goes on YouTube, this video, so there will be visuals to this, so you'll see it when I'm talking. I will put some visuals up. Um, yeah, so my side stripe, I'm thinking, is it time to change it? Now, I really like a couple of uh, decals, livery, so be it, and inspiration that I've come across that, that make me think about what I want. I really like the martini livery. Um, I think the martini racing uh, livery, the martini decals look really, really cool. And they look really, really cool on a silver car and they look really cool on a white car. As my car is Arctic silver, uh, I think the martini livery looks good. Um, I also like uh, people who have used the inspiration of that martini, of the martini decals and whatever from the racing. I like how they've used the inspiration and made it their own. I really like what, and I've mentioned this once before, I really like what Magnus Walker has done to his 996 GT3. When you first look at it, you think, hmm, it's not Martini. But then when you look closer, it's kind of like, there's kind of harks back a little bit. There's inspiration there from the from the Martini livery. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll have a picture of the Martini livery if you don't know what it is so you can see it. But it's, it's very colorful. Um, but then when you do the Martini livery, I don't want to do it full over the car. All I really want is the side stripes. So I was thinking maybe the, the Martini livery and the stripes the colors in the stripes, and then maybe white Porsche over it for the side stripe. Maybe that goes down the side. Um, but I'm, I'm still looking. I'm still searching. I haven't come to a conclusion on it. I'm not sure what I want. Uh, like I said, I do like – have a look at Magnus Walker's 996 GT3. I'll put it up on the screen now for you guys that are watching this on YouTube. But I really do like uh, that inspiration. It does um, – it works on that car, and it's a different car because when you have a wing – the way the stripes work actually are different. His are actually painted on. They're not stuck on. So mine will be stuck on. But I just want to do the side. I don't want to do a full all-over livery. I don't want my car to look that racer, that racing sort of style. I just want it to be still quite subtle. But I do like the Martini livery. And the other livery that I like, and I think I made fun of someone once on Instagram, or didn't make fun of them, but was doubting their choice. And they had a Boxster, and they put the decals as per the... Um, once again, the Speedster is painted, but they put the decals as per the 991.2 uh, Speedster. Now, the 991.2 livery decals, the Speedster one, is specific to that car. It looks really good. It works on that car. It has the white circle on the side with a number, has the white Porsche script. You know, it has the white painted front. You know, it has, it's quite a bit of, there's quite a bit of work there and it's quite a lot going on, but it seems to all tie in with the Speedster shape. Uh, you know, the white front on the <clears throat> the lower part of the front car and the bonnet, I think it works because you've got the bumps at the back being a Speedster. Uh, I don't know if it'll work just on a basic Carrera, but I do like the idea of the white stripe, the white, just white one colored stripe on the side. I think that looks good. I am a fan of the circle racing dot. I don't know whether it has a number, um, Magnus Walker's got that on his, you know, the Speedster's got on that, but I am a fan of the racing circle, the white circle for the numbers. I'm not sure if it's going to be too much on my car, but I, I am kind of keen on it. 
So that's kind of where I'm going with the side stripes. I think it's a time to change. I'm thinking about changing. I know a lot of you have said to me, don't change, your car looks great like it is. I've had those stripes on for a few years now. Wouldn't mind changing it, wouldn't mind updating the look of the car. Uh, but I want it to look as good as what it does now. So it's, it's pretty important to get that right. The other thing that I would like to do, uh, so where are we? Let's go to the interior. Uh, the interior. The interior I would like, I'm looking at a couple of things and I sent this to my friend in Sydney who's got the GT3 as well. I like the idea of the wooden gear knobs. Um, the wooden gear knobs go back to the Porsche Racing Heritage. They look really good in air-cooled. They kind of work well in air-cooled cars because of the, you know, if you get the special carpet and stuff, they kind of all tie in. Um, the wooden gear knob is in the Carrera GT. Uh, Carrera GT came out in about 2006, wasn't it? About the same time as my car. You know, so I think it would work. Um, the wooden gear knob was basically used by Porsche. It's a Porsche racing thing, really, and it was used for weight saving. And it, I think it was used so it doesn't get hot when you're racing. It doesn't get hot to burn your hand. I think that was the whole reason. I found a couple of places online, and I don't know whether you guys have checked this out. There's been one that's been around for a while that does a lot of great Porsche parts called Carbone. Uh, I think Carbone's from Poland. Um, he does a lot of great stuff. He does carpet mats in in traditional old sort of style. He does... He does lots of things for air cool, but he also does things for 997, a few things here and there. And the shift knob that he does, and I think it comes with the metal rod as well, he does it for the 997. And the wood is quite beautiful. You know, there's different types of wood, mahogany, oak, I think, you know, sort of two-tone. Very, very nice. So that was that was his. His aren't that, I think they're about 500 euros, something like that. And then I came across this other guy called uh, At The Dave Mason on Instagram. And at the Dave Mason also does the shift knobs. I think his are done primarily, and I'll put these links on the screen for you guys watching it on YouTube, and they'll be in the description of this podcast for you guys listening. At the Dave Mason also does some really good knobs. His are cheap. His are much cheaper. I did find them on their website. I just can't recall the name of the website at the moment, but they are sold through. It's like I think he makes them and then he sells them to car places. Um, and they seem to be predominantly for air-cooled. I did ask him a question via Instagram, which he didn't respond to, asking if they do fit the 997, but he didn't get back to me. So maybe they don't. Uh, today when I was looking as well, I was looking on um, Pelican Parts or something like that, and then I found that Momo also do a wooden knob. Theirs seems to, you just have to take off the original knob off the 997, there's screws, I think. I don't know where the screws are. I thought you had to take the whole, um, the whole leather, uh, the whole leather thing and the whole bar and everything out. But apparently, you can just take the knob off and replace it with the Momo. Momo is wood as well, very similar to the ones at Carbone, very similar to ones to the Dave Mason, except the Momo one has the, remember, uh, the Italian brand has the leather insert at the top with the Momo um, logo. I'm not sure which ones are better. I kind of really like the ones at the Dave Mason. The wood looks quite beautiful. Carbone ones are good too. Carbone's the full set. Like I said, Carbone's a little bit more expensive. Um, but it is a full set. It does come with the rod and everything, which maybe you need for the 997. I know Carbone on his Instagram, he did a lot of research into how to get them to fit. So maybe his fit better. I'm not sure. If you've had an experience with these, let me know. But if you're looking for a wooden shift knob, if you're listening to this and you have an air-cooled, at the Dave Mason, check his Instagram. Uh, and I don't know, maybe he has on his Instagram where he supplies them too. 
So that's the inside for the knob. The other inside, and you know, those of you who know me know I've been harping on about this for a long time, is it's nice to update the inside of your Porsche with a bit more leather. Uh, my car was optioned with pretty much no leather except for the seats and the steering wheel airbag. I don't think there's any other leather there. Uh, the only parts that I've replaced leather so far is I replaced the key surround, which came from uh, exclusive options, but I bought it through Suncoast Parts in the US. And the two side blades next to the PCM unit, which I got from LA Dismantler, uh, which were very, very cheap. Probably cost me more in postage than the parts, but a lot cheaper than buying them new. I think that part new is something like 2000 1500 US or something, something crazy, and they only cost me a couple of hundred US. So I've changed those uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. But I still want to get some other leather bits. I know you don't see it when the doors are closed, but I really hate when you open the door and you see the plastic sill. I've also got the plastic outer sill with the just a silver Carrera insert. They get very scuffed up. Um, they don't really reflect the quality of the car. Uh, my mate has them in carbon and the inner leather door seal. I am going to put the uh, change the inner leather door inner inner door seals I should say to leather. A lot of people say, "Why would you do that? They're going to get scarfed. You're going to be really careful." Yeah, I know, but you can always clean the leather a bit. It'll be okay. I'm quite careful when I get into my car. Uh, not many people really come in my car apart from uh, my wife, so I don't think it's that much of an issue. <clears throat> so the inner leather seals is a leather part that I want to get. I'm going to get the where my sunroof uh, lights and my sunroof uh, controls are. I'm going to get the surround that follows that in leather. On the back seats, when you fold the back seats down, I always like having my back seats down. I don't know, it feels nicer in the car. I feel like I can hear more noise. Um, the, the back cap on those, the stopper, it's like a long half disc sort of shape thing. Um, I'm going to get them done in leather as well. And the key surround I've done... Uh, the lights around is just a little bit of a circle thing. You don't really notice it that much. The price of the part I don't think is going to be that much money, and I'm going to get the keys around. Now, I was going to get these parts done by exclusive options. Exclusive option, do leather parts for Porsche. They're very, very good. They're based in the US. Uh, they've been around for a long time. My mate got all of his leather parts from them, most of his leather parts from them, and they look fantastic. Now, uh, my mate in Australia has found another company and some of you guys might have heard of it. If you haven't and you're in the UK or even in the US because he sells, sends internationally, I noticed on his Facebook page that he had a whole lot of uh, 997 parts he was sending back to the US to someone. Uh, it's called Design LS. Uh, I'll put the link in the podcast, bottom of the podcast and I'll also put it on the screen now for you guys watching it on YouTube. His prices are very good and I'll give you an idea of the prices. Uh, the inner leather seals, if I get them done in exclusive options, was something like 1,100 US dollars. If I get them done in the UK, they're 400 pound. Uh, so it's a lot cheaper, uh, especially when I convert that to Australian dollars, which I usually do, it's a lot cheaper. And the quality is very, very good. Design LS, check out his Facebook page. Not so much on his website, but he has pictures of things he's completed on his Facebook page. I heard from another mate that I talked to on Instagram, Hello, Nick. Um, he's getting his um, armrest done, and he said the guy does a lot of work. He does work for an official Porsche center in, in his area in the UK where he's close to where he's near. Um, so I think he's quite reputable. Uh, 
once the word gets out, he's probably going to be so busy. But I think for the price, I think he's going to be quite good. So I'm going to get those parts priced and I'm going to get those parts done for the interior. So I'm looking forward to that. All these things, obviously, I'm getting in preparation when I go back to Australia towards the end of the year or as soon as I can and get them fitted and get them all done. Um, obviously, with the door sills, the other bit I'm changing, like I said, is the outer door sill. I have the plastic with the silver insert that says Carrera. I'm going to change those, and I've ummed and armed about this. I almost was thinking about doing carbon, but I'm not going to do carbon. I don't really want to introduce carbon into, the, into my car. Uh, it looks great in my mate's 911 GT3. It looks great in the new GT3s. It looks great in GTSs. I just I don't want to go down that track of introducing carbon. It's a very slippery slope, and then you've got to, if you don't have enough, it looks wrong. If you have too much, it looks wrong. I, I just want to avoid it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the stainless steel door seals, the official port part, Porsche part, which I can get from um, Design 911 in the UK or I can buy it from Suncoast. I think uh, Design 911 UK I'll probably buy that from and I'll probably fit those myself. I know there's a lot of glue to take off. I did watch Auto Amateur's video on YouTube, James's video, and there's a lot of glue to take off and I've heard from my friend as well. It's not best job but it's not that difficult it should be okay for me to do you know I'd rather pay for things to be done but I think that to change the seals over I think I can do all of that myself um so that's the door seals that's the inner leather so I'm getting a bit of a list here you know we're getting to a bit of money I guess but I'm trying to save money where I can but these are all the things I want to do then talking to my talking to my friend uh, about Steering wheels, I got onto the idea that maybe I should replace my steering wheel. Now, the 997 came standard with the multifunction. Well, it didn't come standard, I don't think. It came standard with a triangle wheel. Then there was a sports wheel, which is the round airbag shape. Uh, this is 997.1. And then there was the triangle multifunction leather airbag wheel, which is the one I have. Um, I don't use the controls on my multifunction. When I first got the car, the SIM slot in my phone module in my, nine, in my 997 actually worked because 2G was still working. That SIM card in the 997 is a 2G SIM slot. Now 2G is no more. I cannot use the uh, in-phone module. And it actually worked. It was actually quite good. I just got a SIM, put it in there, and it was easy. So I had a separate number in the car. Uh, that was all I needed just in case, you know, someone needs to call you in the car or whatever. Not a big deal. Um, I do have to get some kind of Bluetooth option uh, for the PCM. I'm putting that on the back burner. It's not a priority for me. Uh, I can just use my phone on a, on a suction cup stand or something like that. I use my in-phone navigation on my iPhone. I use Google Maps. It's not a problem. So um, the steering wheel. So the steering wheel was the triangle shape, triangle multifunction. You got the sports wheel option. There was a sport, I think there's a sports wheel option which is called XPF or something. It's extra padded. Um, I saw it on Suncoast Parts uh, website on their online store. It's $2,200 for that wheel uh, without the round airbag. And the circular airbag is about $1,300 in the US. I can't buy it from the US because you can't get airbags sent. It's too much of a hassle to get it sent internationally. Um, the GT3 RS wheel, which is what my friend recommended I get, which is the Alcantara with the yellow uh, marker, uh, center marker on the on the wheel. Um, that's also the round airbag. That you can buy for $1,300 US. I mean, I could buy that from the US, from Suncoast Parts. I think in Australia, a couple of years ago, it was 3000 Australian. 
1200 US is about 2300 Australian. So no doubt the price has gone up in Australia. And that price in Australia was after Porsche Club discount. So it's still cheaper to buy certain parts from the US, get them shipped to Australia, etc., or from the UK. Um, the airbag is the other problem. The airbag will be expensive. So that will be a cost. I don't know if I really want to spend... Two, three, four thousand, what four thousand, five thousand Australian dollars, you know, three thousand odd US on a on a steering wheel. Um, if I can come across one that's in good condition, used, uh, there is one in Australia for sale at a, at a wrecker in Adelaide, I think, uh, from a GT3, a left-hand drive GT3 that was wrecked. There's quite a lot of parts from that car. It's a little bit marked. The Alcantara is a bit scrappy. It'd have to be recovered. I don't know if I really want to go through that hassle, but then saying that it's 2000 Australian dollars with the airbag. So it's quite cheap. Probably I should buy that one. Um, I, I don't know. I'm still not completely sold on the steering wheel idea. I like the idea of having the round sports steering wheel. I like getting rid of the multifunction. I like getting a slightly smaller wheel, a bit more padding. Um, I think that would be a good thing. I'm not sure if I want Alcantara. Like I said, the padded sports wheel is quite good. For some reason, that is very expensive on Suncoast. I'd have to get it priced, I think, in the UK or Australia and see how much it costs. The airbag cost is very expensive. Um, so it adds up to a lot of money. But the steering wheel would make a big difference to the driving experience. It is something that you, it's in front of you all the time. It's something you, know, you interact with so much. Um, so it would be good to have a... More sportier steering wheel, I guess. Um, so that's also on the list, but it's not a main priority, but it is something in the back of my head. I pretty much covered everything. There's another mechanical thing that I would like to do, and there's, it's not a major issue at the moment, and there's nothing wrong with my suspension in my car. Um, the bump stops have perished, and I think this is a common thing for a lot of people. The bump stops have perished. The bump stops are a very cheap part. Uh, I may have spoken about this before, but to get them changed, it's a very a lot of labor. Uh, so I don't really want to go around and, and get the bump stops changed. The bump stops are when you bottom out in a pot in a pothole, a hole in the road, bad road, and the bump stops are to protect your suspension, as far as I understand it. Um, so I think because my car has uh, lowering lowered springs with the with the OEM shocks, uh, it has I think Techart springs. Um, I would like to change the suspension to Bilstein. Uh, Bilstein B12 Pro Kit is the one that I've been looking at. Uh, which has the Bilstein B8 shocks, the sports shocks, has the e-back springs. I've read them a really good combination. I've read a lot of threads on Renlist and Piston Heads and another forum I was looking at. Apparently, it's a good combo for the 997. A lot of people have it. A lot of people say it's very good. These are old forum posts, so it goes back a little bit, but I still think it's a good one to do. So I would like to get that. I guess with the suspension, it's a bit trial and error. It's a bit like an exhaust. You get it done until you really have it in your car and you feel the difference and you find the nuances in the driving, the driving, the ride and the handling. You don't really know whether you like it or you don't like it, I guess. So it's it's an expensive road to go down because I think it's it's not that cheap to do. I'm not sure of the exact cost, um, but I would like to do it. That is on the one of the top of my list to get the suspension, I think, um, done. Um just for the driving experience. I kind of really want to fix up the, make the car tighter. I think the car is pretty tight, but I just want to make it that little bit tighter. I do also want to get, and I've mentioned this once before, I do want to get the engine mounts checked as well to make sure they have not worn or sagging. Because um, I've heard that, that if you're changing the suspension, it's good to get your engine mounts checked and get them changed if they need to. I think that's about a $1,000 job though, Australian dollars, $1,000 to change them. I know people change them themselves. Uh, I'm not a 
handy person like that. I'm not really, I don't really have the setup to work on my car. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I don't do it as well. Um, once the stripes are done, like I said, if I can sort out the martini livery and if I change the, put martini decals on the car, I will, um, even though I, you know, I really am big on waxing my car. I put a lot of wax on it and it does actually protect the car. And I've, you know, I've had scratches on the front and, and really they just, things just slide off my car. It's got so much wax on it. Um, but I would want to, uh, put paint protection film on my bonnet and the hood side fenders, basically the whole front end. Um, I would do that if I changed the decal, because if I did it now, then the decal, I don't want the PPF to go over the stripe that's already on the car, which is on the small part of the fender, excuse me. So that's where I'm at with the 997. I'm, I haven't left it. I haven't forgotten about it. Um, people ask me what I'm doing and what's going on. Um, so they're the things I've, I've sort of have in mind. Uh, the only other thing, the windscreen on my car, and I guess with any older Porsche, any Porsche that's getting close to 15 years old or over 15 years old, the windscreen I think is pretty original. Uh, my windscreen, when the sun hits it, it's got lots of little fine scratches. I did fix it by buying a windscreen polish, a windscreen cleaner and a windscreen polish, which wasn't very cheap. It was quite expensive, that, that polish that I bought. It did take a few of the scratches out, but I've got a big graze on the driver's side. Uh, the passenger side, I should say, in the middle of the windscreen, which is really awful when you're a passenger and you see it because it's right in your in your field of view. I don't really notice it because you you know, I'm not really looking that way very much, but it is there and you can see it. It does stand out. Um, so that's uh, that's something that has to be done. So that's that's what's happening with my 997. I just thought I'd chat about this on the podcast today. Uh, I had a few questions about it. A lot of people don't know that I have a 911. They don't know that I have a 2006 Carrera. Um, so I thought I'd talk about it. These are the things that I'd like to do. This is the fun with Porsche. And this is why you, this is why, you know, like you, you're thinking about getting into Porsche. You think the fun is like going for the search and going for the hunt to find your 911. That's, that's the beginning of the fun. Because once you get it, then the fun continues because you're continually looking for parts and there are so many parts you can buy for your 911 so many things you can do there's so many things you can upgrade and there's a fine line there's, there's that nuance between going too far over the edge and you have to be you know you have to think about the essence of the 911 and the heritage of the 911 and Porsche as a brand but you know there's lots of mods you can do there's lots of little things you can do to improve your car and it's fun. It's great fun. And along the way, you meet so many uh, great people and you learn so much. And uh, it's a great experience. And, you know, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast haven't got their 911 yet and they're looking for one. Wait till you buy one. The fun is only just beginning. Uh, in saying that, I'm still got this crazy idea in my head, even though I'm not in Australia, about buying a second 911 in Australia. Um, something cheap uh, for based on Australian prices so something sub 40,000 Australian dollars so 40,000 Australian dollars is about 20 something what is it 28,000 US something like that 15,000 pounds the cheapest 996s there are some for around 35,000 Australian dollars um, I'm thinking about a 996 I'm still look I look at Boxsters and I look at Caymans um, I'm thinking about it I don't know whether it's practical. It's just part of my journey. It's something that keeps me going and, and keeps me occupied during this time uh, of, of isolation and, and, and uh, 
coronavirus and, and being, uh, being locked in the house, I guess. But I am thinking about it as something that I'd like to do. I've actually gone a little bit longer than I normally do today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, it's a bit of an update. It's a bit of, it's a Porsche chat about all the things Porsche, things you can do. I hope some of these links and some of these ideas that I've given for people who have a 911 or have a 997 will help. Like I said, at the Dave Mason, those handmade gear knobs are really good. Uh, Carbone's gear knobs are really good. The Bilston B12 Pro Kit is really good for a 997. Look at the livery, the decals, the Speedster 991.2 decals. I will try if I can pull out the photo of the guy that did it on his Boxster and put it in this YouTube uh, version of this podcast because it's quite funny and it looks actually, looking back, thinking about it now, it probably looked quite good. Uh, I like the idea of a martini take on the decals, you know, using those colors but not doing it as per, you know, passe as a direct copy of martini but something like that. I like the idea of white Porsche decals. And that's about it. I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting to talk about Porsche. Uh, I didn't know what I could talk about in this podcast today. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the half an hour of talking to you. And um, if you like this podcast, please, uh, please follow. It'd be good to have some followers and it'd be good to have some reviews as well. So if you have a chance, just, just write a couple of words and tell me if you like the podcast or not on Apple Podcasts. Um, my name is Michael Bath. This is the Porsche Cool Podcast and thank you for listening and we'll speak soon. Bye for now.